Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We chat with our tribe to build a stronger connection through our native ways of communication. Learn about our coaches, clients, gym programming, and hear from our local businesses and find out about the latest happenings. Primal Path Programming, Monday, July 12th through Saturday, July 17th. We're going to do a lot of legs this week for you guys, Um, so keep that in mind when you're going through this. Let's kick it off. Monday, for our move, alternating every two minutes for eight rounds. We're going to have odd number rounds and even number rounds, so it's going to be four rounds of each. So you have two minutes on the odd rounds to complete eight dumbbell thrusters, eight hand-release push-ups, eight dumbbell thrusters. Whatever's left of the two minutes is rest. Then when that even round or round two kicks off, you're going to do eight deadlifts, eight box jumps, eight deadlifts. Then on round, then whatever's left of the two minutes is rest. And then you're going to go on round three, which is an odd round. You're going to go eight thrusters, eight hand release push-ups, eight dumbbell thrusters, rest of the two minutes. Round four is going to be eight deadlifts, eight box jumps, eight deadlifts. Keep on repeating that until you get to eight rounds. All the movements should ideally be unbroken for each interval. Use a moderate load for the dumbbell thrusters and deadlifts. Something that allows you to go unbroken but keep moving. But this is not a, like excessively light either. So you should you should definitely be feeling it on especially in the last couple reps uh, per round. Uh, your chosen weight should be something that you can do about 15 reps unbroken when fresh, not 30 reps unbroken when fresh. Okay, so you should be feeling the weight of the dumbbells on the movement. In general, you should be finishing up in about 45 seconds to a minute and five seconds. If you can't complete it within a minute and five seconds, then you're going to either decrease the load or uh, decrease the reps. But either way, this is going to be a kind of a faster work rest one-to-one cycle is what we're looking at. Pretty simple. We're going straight through that and feeling the quads work, especially in the thrusters and feeling the hamstrings work, especially in the deadlifts. Moving on to rebuild, we have two rounds. We're going to do 15 prone swimmers and 20 dumbbell prone hamstring curls. So those prone swimmers are going to be laying face down on the ground. We're going to be focusing on pulling the chin away from the ground. And then we're going to start with the hands and the small of the back. Bring them all the way up like you're doing a snow angel with your face in the snow. If that makes the prone swimmers sound, uh, if you could visualize what that is. For those dumbbell prone hamstring curls, you can get on a bench or the ground. You're going to squeeze, preferably a bench. Uh, You're going to squeeze the dumbbell between your legs. You're going to keep your glutes squeezed and try to push your hips into the bench as you extend your legs so they become a straight line and then slowly bring them back up to just about 90 degrees. No more than 90 degrees. We don't want to go above the 90 degree. Um, So keep that in mind. Tuesday. July 13th, we just have one round, so you know it's going to be easy. Uh, We're going to do 100 meters of a farmer's carry. Heavy, heavy, heavy. We want this to be tough. We want you to be challenged right from the get-go. So don't make any safe uh, bets on your your farmer's carry. Go heavy on those. Like you should be almost like regretting that you went that heavy on them. That's how you want. As long as we're not feeling pain, as always. After 100 meter farmer's carry, we're doing a 200 meter run. 30 kettlebell front rack reverse lunges, 40 alternating tuck-ups, 500-meter run, 60 toes-to-bar, 70 single kettlebell box step-overs, 800-meter run. Now, 
This is one of those ones that is more of a mental challenge than it is a physical challenge. You might look at this and be like, wow, that's a lot of running. There's a lot of reps. I don't think I can do this. I'm not going. If that's your mentality, understand we can drop these reps down. So if it truly is more than your body can handle, great. We can cut those numbers down. But running, we can, we can, we can adjust as well too. But this one should be kind of a steady pace throughout the entire workout that you're going to get your heart to be set at a pretty much like a 140 to 150 heart rate. And just go through the motions of that. And it'll be done faster than you think. But don't let the long, high number workout scare you from coming. Come, we'll make it work for you. On to our rebuild. We're going to do three rounds. Ten supine isometric leg raises and 20 reverse hypers. So the supine isometric leg raises, you're going to lay on your back with an upright for like the pull-up bar about eight, 10 inches above your head. You're gonna reach above your head with both your hands and we're gonna hold onto that upright. You're then gonna use your core while your upper body's engaged and raise your legs from the ground, bring them up as high as they can. You can try and get them to touch the upright and then bring them back down. So we're gonna do 10 of those. Then for the reverse hypers, you're gonna jump on a bench having your hip crease right at the edge of the bench. And we're going to keep a straight leg and raise the legs up behind us. So we're laying face down on the bench, raising these, those legs up, creating the big glute squeeze, but keep your core engaged. You want to actively push your core out and into the bench. So as we're raising the legs up, the spine is flexing and extending, but we're not going to the end range of our spine. So we're not trying to crunch our vertebrae together and hurt our discs. And we can do that if we keep our abs engaged and push down in. The second we're not using our abs in these reverse hypers is you're just putting wear and tear on the discs of your spine. So it's not about the height or how high you get it up. It's about keeping the abs engaged with a good or abs engaged with a good glute squeeze to raise those legs up. Wednesday, July 14th, four minutes on, two minutes off for three rounds. Just a couplet here, 16 power cleans, 22 double kettlebell rushing swings. And we're going to show you guys how to do those. There's a couple of methods. I like having both of them swing between the legs. If you have a wide stance, you could set that up so you're more in a more of a sumo position, swinging them up. At the same time, we can work some other muscles when we have both of them on the outside. They will work more like a gunslinger, but they'll light up your body as well too. But we're focusing a lot on the hip drive. And when we swing the hips forwards or squeeze the glutes to push the hips forwards, we're thinking about tucking our pelvis up into our belly button. So we're kind of like lifting uh, to take out the anterior pelvic tilt that most of us have in our body. For a rebuild, three rounds, 20 kettlebell pull-throughs, 15 seated adductor slam ball leg extensions. Kettlebell pull-throughs, those is when you're on that plank, you have that kettlebell on one side of the body, you're slowly pulling it underneath the other arm to the other side of the body, and then reversing that going back and through. Highly suggest keeping a wide stance for this so we can kick the core in if you have a a, uh, a stance with your legs are closer together, you're going to see a lot of body roll happening with your, um, your hips especially, and you're not going to get that core engagement. If we go wide with those, you're going to get the core engagement and really feel the obliques working, which we need. For those seated adductor slam ball leg extensions, you're going to sit and you're going to squeeze a slam ball just above the knees, more on the quads, 
And as you sit on that bench, you're then going to extend your legs straight in front of you and you're going to feel all the adductors working on your legs and you're going to get some good quad pump, especially into the VD uh, uh, vastus medialis. I really can't talk today. I apologize. Too bad. Uh, so we're going to have that med ball squeeze between the knees and get the extension and feel the vastus medialis, which is on the inside of the quad. So if you're looking down at your quads when you're standing up, you're going to look at your kneecap. It's going to be the muscle on the inside of your legs. That's your vastus medialis. Still can't say it. Thursday, July 15th. We got two parts to this. This is more of our strength day. Part A, every minute and 15 seconds for six rounds. You're going to do three tempo front squats. You're going to add load until you find that max load. So we're hoping to find that max load at any uh, on the rounds anywhere between four and five. So you do get another chance at six, and we can push that. When we're talking about tempo, and if you look into our programming, it says 5-2-X-1. So that means we're going to spend five seconds going down, two-second hold at the bottom. The X means there's no amount of time. We're going to come up real quick, so we're going to squeeze our glutes, and then we're going to spend one second before we start the next rep. The issue we see a lot of times when we have a five-second tempo into a front squat is we spend four seconds in the very first six inches of the front squat, and we spend one second on the last two feet of the front squat, or last foot of the front squat. When you're doing this tempo, you're trying to find the uncomfortable position because that's how we get better at it. If you race through the uncomfortable position or you stay in the comfort part of the the position, you're not going to build as much strength or bone density that you need in your body. So set that pace up, and we're going to warm you guys up, obviously, with this so you guys can really see where that tempo uh, kicks in, and that's where we want to spend most of that time. But ultimately, it should be evenly broken up through the entire range of that front squat. After you get done with those six rounds, you're going to rest two minutes. Then you're going to go through eight minutes of six front squats with no tempo and six pogo jump bar-facing burpees. So those pogo jumps, you're going to do your bar-facing burpee, jump over it, and immediately jump back over. So you're doing two jumps every time for this burpee. So you're going to jump once over the barbell, jump right back, burpee, jump over the barbell, jump back, burpee, jump over the barbell, jump back. I think you guys get the picture. Rebuild for Thursday. We have two to three rounds. We got some new movements for you. This is going to light those glutes up real good and also strengthen your hip flexors. So uh, for doing like toes to bar or box jumps or any explosive power, uh, we're going to be in the quadruped position, which quadruped, you guys should uh, know that pretty well. Now we're on those hands and the toes, like we're making a table pretty much. And we're going to tie a band off to an upright. We're going to put that band on one of our feet. We're going to be in the quadruped position and we're going to kick the foot straight back. You'll see that this will light up a lot of the glute, and if we bring the leg across the body or inside toward the inside of our body, you're going to feel the, feel the TFL on the outside of the body work too, but we'll demonstrate that because uh, um, position is, is important in this movement. So just give me a heads up of what we're doing. Obviously, we're gonna, you, you'll see the movement in class. And those quadruped banded hip flexors are in the entire opposite. So now we are putting that band on the top part of our foot while we're in a quadruped, and we're trying to bring our knee up to our chest, almost like we're doing a mountain climber. And we're going to do all 15 on one. We're going to use a little bit lighter band for this, but let's tire out that psoas and turn it on if it's not working. That's the whole purpose for this. Friday, July 16th. 
We have 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off for three total sets. We're going to do pike walkouts, single unders or double unders, tempo dumbbell floor presses, single unders again, or double unders, and then a rest. So you're just going to do as many reps as you can in that 45 seconds with 15 seconds of transition time. Those pike walkouts, it's almost like you're in a up dog, I would say, with your hips really high. You're going to walk your hands out, walk your hands in. It's almost like a wall walk with your feet on the ground. And then those tempo, tempo dumbbell floor presses, you're going to be laying on your back. You're bringing those, like it's like imagine a bench press. And as we're lowering it down, we're just getting to the point where the triceps touch the ground. They do not rest on the ground. That's the big thing. And when we mean tempo, we're not giving you a number for the tempo, but it should be consistent, slowly lowering down and then raising it back up. For our rebuild, we are going to do two to three rounds. We're going to do 20 anterior tibialis raises and then 20 elevated heel step down. So there's anterior tibialis raises. You're going to have your heels about six to eight inches away from the wall with the knees locked out. And you're going to be leaning up against the wall without having your butt on the wall. So just your shoulders are touching. You're having a straight line from your heel to your shoulders. And you're going to pick the toes up off the ground. And you're going to feel the front side of uh, your leg light up. So if you've ever had shin splints, that's the muscle we're pretty much attacking to help prevent shin splints as well too. That's the muscle we're going to attack. It's like the front calf muscle is a good way to look at it. Um, and we haven't worked that in a little bit, so that's why we're throwing them in. And then those elevated heel step downs, you've done these before. A foot is on a 45-pound plate. We're just taking one foot off. We're driving the knee to lower forward to lower the body, and we're just having the heel gently touch the ground and stand up. And you can do 20 on each side. Finally, going to Saturday, July 17th. Uh, we are going to do four rounds for our move, 500 or 400 meter row. We should be sitting right around two minutes, two minutes and 30 seconds, nothing longer than that. 14 barbell ground to overheads. And any way you can do that, whether you want to clean and press it, whether you want to snatch it up over your head, Anyway, it goes from the ground to overhead 14 times. And then we're going to do eight chin-ups. So we're reversing the grip. We're not pronating. We're going to be doing supinated hands. So our palms are going to be facing us. It'll help with our biceps. Help work out any uh, tennis elbow or golfer's elbow that we have as well too. This one's pretty simple. Just go right through it. In general, those 14 should be pretty much unbroken. You might have to break it up one set, but nothing more than that. And just kind of uh, go on that uh, a little bit faster pace. So I would say run it like you're running a mile, not like you're running a 5K. So we want a little bit more than your average effort. Or like uh, if you went to Tuesday's class, we want a, a more intensity than Tuesday's class if you come to that, that long monotonous one. And for a rebuild, to finish up that week, we got three rounds. We're going to do 12 to 15 banded preacher curls. I love these. Those are my new favorite exercises for biceps. And uh, they, they really work, work the bicep in every way. And we'll show you guys those. So that's pretty much you're going to have a band attached to your hand. And you're going to be leaning against the bench that is elevated and just doing the best as you can. So you're going to work, obviously, the concentric when you're pulling the dumbbell up to your bicep and the eccentric when you're slowly lowering that band down so you're getting work in both ways which is the best way to build the mind muscle connection the best way to get the most out of your workouts 
Uh, I'm a big fan of bands. Um, for sure, they do, they do such a good job, especially building the mind-muscle connection. And we're going to do banded dumbbell tricep extensions. So with these banded dumbbell extensions, we're going to have a band tied off to a pull-up bar. We're going to put a dumbbell in between it. We're going to pull it back so we're about six feet away from the rig, pin the elbows to the side, and slowly extend those arms out. We do not want to go to full lockout because we want to keep the muscle under contraction. And then when we come up, we're only coming up to about 90 degrees. We're not bringing that all the way up so the dumbbell touches our shoulders. That's it. Other news, I'm playing some live music on Friday. So if you're not coming to class in the evening, please come to my show and be playing on the corner of Asylum and Union Plaza with my handpan. And from 5 to 6 p.m., I'm not telling you not to come to class, but if you're up in that area or you have other plans, be sitting right on the corner there in Hartford uh, playing the handpan for uh, an hour. We're going to do two 30-minute sets, so either way. Love to have you guys up there. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you guys in class. Never miss a Monday. Start your week off right. See you guys soon.